This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. In a civilized and cultivated country, wild animals only continue to exist at all when preserved by sportsmen. The excellent people who protest against all hunting and consider sportsmen as the enemies of wildlife are ignorant of the fact that, in reality, the genuine sportsman is by all odds the most important factor in keeping the larger and more valuable wild creatures from total extermination. Theodore Roosevelt Hey y'all, welcome to another episode of the Wild Initiative Conservation Coffee Break. Today I'm talking with Brian Lynn of Sportsman's Alliance. Brian, thanks so much for hopping on the line with me today. Thanks for having us on, man. So why don't you give me a quick overview of what is Sportsman's Alliance and what's your role with them? Well, Sportsman's Alliance has been around for about uh, 42 years now, I believe. Um, We are... We're based in Columbus, Ohio, and our sole reason for being is to protect hunting, fishing, and trapping from the animal rights movement. Uh, We work in all 50 state legislatures, uh, state and federal court, and at the ballot box when the animal rights movement comes along and they have so much money they can self-fund ballot initiatives. We put up the defense and help organize sportsmen on the ground and come in with uh, 40 years of experience uh, battling the ballot ballot initiatives and uh yeah try to keep everybody working and uh out hunting and keep the north american model of conservation intact so we can keep doing our good work and all the other groups out there can keep doing the habitat work (laughs) and what's your role with sportsman's alliance i work with i'm the uh, vice president of marketing and communications so pretty much everything we put out uh i touch you know whether it's with our youth initiatives or it's uh, press releases going out, social media, website, print materials for our members, our magazine, whatever. Uh, I do that and come on shows like this and, <laughs> and spread the message. Yeah. So we were, we were talking a little bit before this, uh, you know, you guys are in a very unique position to where you're kind of 
I guess the direct response for the for the anti hunter. Um, so you know we were kind of talking about this. This is really like stuff. This is the stuff people get really fired up about. Get you know yeah gets, yeah we 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 call it the red meat. You know it's like this this gets people fired up. Gets our audience fired up. You know all of all of the hunters and trappers and everybody out there. Um, we like to refer to ourselves as kind of the tip of the spear or the, you know, uh, you know, it's, it's in our logo there. It's kind of looks like a spear. It's a pointed, uh, carrot type thing. And, uh, that's kind of what we are. We're very small, you know, we're a small organization and it's really the power. Our power comes from the rest of the industry. It comes from the, the general hunting public who voice opposition to these bills or ballot initiatives or whatever, we just have a great legal team and defense and we know we know how to you know fight these bills and fight these ballot initiatives and court cases um and so but our power comes from the support of the industry as a whole and is from our members and the hunters in general but yeah we're we're on the front lines every day and this past year has just been insane you know with the, the amount of legislation and we're in four court cases so it's been busy. And I think, I think it's really important to note, you know, as I've been doing these, uh, doing these coffee break interviews and, and stuff, uh, I think it's important to note that it, it's critical that we attack these things from multiple angles. You know, it's, it's, uh, it's a team effort between a lot of, a lot of those organizations and the people that support them to where, you know, it's, it's not always just enough to support RMEF, you know, they, they do their part. And, um, but, you know, it's important that we, we focus on things from, you know, a legal aspect and fighting those bills and whatever comes up. It's important that we do on, on the ground habitat work. It's important to support our wildlife, wild place, our hunting traditions. It's important. We come at it from all angles and, uh, it's, you know, it's, it's easy to just focus on one small thing sometimes because something may not be as exciting or quite as, quite as sexy to support, but, uh, it's just yeah, no, that That's definitely true. Uh, you know, what we do isn't sexy and exciting and we don't have a mascot, so to speak, an elk or a deer or a duck to hang our hat on. All of our stuff is intangible. You know, it's, uh, it's this thing that's off in the future that could be there and maybe will impact you. But by the time it impacts you, you've lost a season. You've lost a method or mean of hunting. Um, so it's almost like insurance, you know, you, you don't, you hate paying for it and using it, you know, until you need it. Um, but if we lose, you know, we kind of have a saying, uh, when we lose, you lose, you know, when we win, you win. Uh, if we lose, the entire industry loses. It doesn't matter if you're shooting a, a Browning or a Benelli or a Remington or a Winchester or what. If you lose a season, you're not shooting any of them. You know, it doesn't matter what camel pattern you're wearing or anything else. You lose. You know, uh, the industry loses a customer and we lose a season. And, you know, the average guy loses time in the field and memories and, and uh, harvesting, you know, animals. Uh, the other side likes to say they care about animals, but if we start losing seasons and dates, all that habitat work, REMF, DU, and everybody else does, starts going out the window because it's based around hunting and consumptive sports. Uh, so yeah, if we lose, it has a trickle-down effect to everybody else. 
Well, and I definitely, I definitely think people also don't realize what happens in, in one state or in one area absolutely will affect you in yours. It, it sets a precedent to where, you know, I mean, everybody likes to talk crap about us out here in California um, and just, oh, you know, just uh, let them do whatever the heck they want. I'm like, well, you know, we're fighting stuff out here. But the second, you know, we just lost bobcat hunting uh, this year um, come yeah. January. Yeah, no more. we're working hard on that. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, that happened quickly. Yeah. Uh, California is kind of the epicenter for it all. You know, Hollywood, West Hollywood is san francisco bay those areas are the stronghold for the animal rights movement you know and what happens in california spreads it goes right up to oregon i live in washington state it goes there it jumps over to the east coast goes massachusetts new jersey new york and then it they just start picking off states as they can it's definitely precedent setting and a lot of times it's coordinated that's what we saw in 2019 was a coordinated effort for to ban coyote hunting contests. Started in New Mexico, Montana, uh, Oregon, went over to Wisconsin, New York, New Jersey, and then it circled back and came to Nevada. And what it did is it moved, it went from coyote contests to wildlife contests. And the language got broader and broader, and pretty soon it included anything, any type of contest, even you and I going out, and making a bet for something, hey, first one, first coyote killed, you know, you're buying dinner, that would be, you'd be guilty of, of engaging in that. Just promoting it on Facebook would get you in trouble with the law. And then it got so bad that by the time it circled back to Nevada, it was a felony, same mm-hmm. as manslaughter. So it's just, it, the language gets very broad and encompass, all-encompassing and can catch just about anybody doing anything. And you really have to dive in there and look at it and uh, get get down to it. So we talked a little bit about the Bobcats and the, these competitions. Uh, what are some of the other higher level uh, issues or more urgent issues that you guys are tackling currently? Uh, from the high level standpoint, uh, trapping is always one that's out there. Uh, they're on the front lines. I mean, they're getting hammered, uh, you know, pretty much illegal in california i was gonna say something uh, else we just lost yeah (sighs) you know washington state you know no trapping so it's always getting hammered you know it's very easy for the other side to paint them as barbaric and everything else and then evoke dogs getting caught and other bycatch and all that um and so and a lot of times our own sportsmen don't stick up for that they're on the front lines. As soon as they're gone, they're going, the animal rights movement is going to move on to the next thing. Dogs, you know, dog hunting. They want to get rid of that. They're, ban- they're banning that left and right or trying to, uh, a lot of times they put in things in there for dog laws that seem reasonable, that seem, you know, as welfare, they're disguised as animal welfare, not animal rights. But when you start getting into the language of the bills, it's going to impact sportsmen. Uh, New Hampshire, Florida, Florida just had one um, that had sporting dogs would have destroyed sporting dogs. They can't be outside if it was below 32 degrees. Well, if you have a duck dog, you need that dog needs to be able to be out and get acclimated to cold weather. 
New Hampshire has building codes, you know, that are just insane. And so we have to look at those things and contact the legislators and be like, hey, this is the impact. This is what's going to fall out. You know, it's going to impact sportsmen and make them guilty just from actually doing the right thing. Um, so dog laws are big one, trapping ones, uh, the coyote contest, of course, uh, public land, uh, different things like that. Uh, New Mexico that just closed down a couple hundred acres right outside Albuquerque. So we're working on that. And uh, that's a state that's really swung to the side of the animal rights movement, uh, banning coyote contests by executive order on state lands or state trust lands. Uh, going after trapping, they tried to ban trapping this year. Uh, we stopped that, and now they're closing public lands right outside the city, which is a great place for people to get out real quick. It was like eight miles from town or something, and they banned mm -hmm. all sportsman activity on that. So they, they're just coming in. This year we had three to 400 bills, I think, that we were monitoring and fighting nationwide and during the first half of 2019. And now they're starting to come back into session. So things are moving again. So two part question here. If folks wanted to find you guys online, where can they uh, hunt you down? And also what is the best way for people to get involved with the mission of Sportsman's Alliance? So you can find us online. We're on all the uh, social media, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Um, Facebook is really the active one that, gets engagement and gets people talking and there's some discussions going on. Um, you can find us online at our website, sportsmensalliance.org. So that's M E N S. Everybody ch changes it around. So it's plural sportsmensalliance.org. Um, if you want to get involved, you can sign up on the website for, to get our weekly email that, uh, sends out kind of a quick hitting what's going on around the country. You can also sign up for your own state. So when something happens in your state and moves that we're working on, we put out there, you'll get an alert, you know, like, Hey, you need to call or email in or whatever. Um, and that's really the biggest thing you need to get engaged and call and make our voices heard. Otherwise they're not going to, they're not going to listen and they're slowly going to take each of these seasons one by one. It's a death by a thousand cuts approach. All right, y'all. Well, make sure you head on over to our conservation page. That's thewildinitiative.com slash conservation. You can scroll down, check out the, uh, look for the Sportsman's Alliance logo or give them a search in the search bar. You can get links to everything we talked about here. The website, you can get links to all of the socials. Go check them out. Make sure you sign up. Give Sportsman's Alliance some support. Brian, thanks so much for uh, taking the time to hop on with me today. Thank you very much.